On this episode of Who Knew with Shushu, we're going to think like an Inca. So let me put in perspective right now what's going on in the world. Uh, right now in this period of time, you've got the Aztecs. Uh, remember them? Uh, they are ruling Mexico right now. But what in the world about South America? I'm glad you asked. In South America, in the Andes Mountains, you got this little baby tribe that is working on growing into a big kid. They are known as the Incas. Their rise and fall will happen rather quickly, all within a hundred years. It is like a roller coaster of a civilization. The Incan civilization begins to expand by taking over neighboring areas. This is not unusual. Um, this is something that we talk about within every civilization that is desiring to become a world power. Um, and they're going to be led by this leader called uh, Pachacuti. As they expand, they establish a capital in modern-day Peru that they named Cusco. Cusco. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Shushu, isn't Cusco that self-centered jerk of an emperor in the Disney movie Emperor's New Groove? Yes, you are right. Great Disney connection. That Disney movie is loosely based on the Incan Empire. And while there are some real elements of culture in the movie, please don't think you're an expert on the Incan Empire just because you saw the movie. However, I do highly recommend watching the movie. So let's talk about a couple of those Disney connections uh, to the Incan Empire. The main character in the movie is named Cusco. Um, he is a self-centered emperor. Um, and this name is a nod to the capital of the Incan Empire. Uh, there is also another character uh, who befriends Cusco, and his name is Pacha. And this is drawn from the uh, Incan leader, Pachacuti. There are also some elements of culture that you'll see throughout the movie, such as um, the emphasis on the gods, such as the sun god, which was very important to the Incans, um, as well as llamas that was very important to their uh, economy. And as you watch the movie, just remember that Disney lies. Can we go ahead and rewind that? And as you watch the movie, just remember that Disney lies. And what I mean by that is, not everything that's presented in a Disney movie is historically accurate. Just keep that in mind as you are watching and enjoying the Emperor's New Groove. Under the rule of Pachacuti, the empire is growing. This is a really t great time of success for the Incans. Um, and the empire will continue to grow to have about 12 million people, which is massive. So how in the world do you govern 12 million people? Pachacuti did not want the people he conquered to have too much power because they could use that power to potentially overthrow him. 
So he removed all local leaders and replaced them with his little minions that he trusted to do what he says. We call this a central rule. Pachacuti is the big papa, but he can't rule 12 million people on his own, so he has his little minions carry out his wishes and report back to him. The Incan government was strict. They expected all children of conquered civilizations to learn about the Incan government, religion, and culture, and to learn the language Quechua. The government also told each household what kind of work they were going to be doing. There was none of this, I want to be a veterinarian and take care of llamas when I grow up. No, no, no. You did what the government told you to do. And most Incans had two jobs. The first job that they had was serving the government. So if you were a farmer, you farmed plots of land for the government. Um, your second job would be taking care of yourself and your family. This was the Incan tax system. They had a labor tax system. Instead of paying taxes, you paid in the form of labor. This labor tax system was called the Mita. The Incan economy is interesting because there were no merchants selling goods and no markets. At no time in history have we talked about yet um, this absence of merchants or markets. Instead, government officials are distributing goods collected through that Mita uh, labor tax system. Um, so everybody got their food from the government. Everybody got um things that they needed from the government. And if you're thinking to yourself that this sounds like an early form of communism, it is. Now let's talk about social classes in Inca society. So, in Egypt and in Greece, um, we talked about different social classes and what that social hierarchy pyramid looked like. The social classes in Incan society was much simpler because they had two main social classes. Uh, the first class is going to be the upper class. This is going to consist of emperors, priests, government officials. They lived in luxury. Um, they would vacation at Machu Picchu and hang out in the lap of luxury. Um, and of course, they didn't contribute to the labor tax. So they did not have to work to contribute to that labor tax. The lower class, however, um, was made up of farmers, artisans, servants, um, and they did contribute to the labor tax. They uh, worked for themselves as well as working for the government. Interestingly enough, the Incas did not practice slavery, and that's going to be something that we haven't really seen in our previous studies of civilizations. Now let's talk about some of the religion of the Incas. Um, the Incas thought that their rulers were related to the sun god and never really died. Um, and so when rulers 
passed on, they were mummified like the Egyptians. And when they had certain ceremonies and events, priests brought the mummies of these rulers um, to the ceremonies. And it was not unusual for people attending the ceremonies to bring gifts for these mummified former rulers. Um, And sometimes the gifts would be um, food like maize. Um, Sometimes it would be a sacrifice. And often they used llamas to sacrifice to these former uh, rulers and to the gods. Um, The main god of the Incan Empire was uh, the sun god Inti. Um, And it believed that Inti would travel across the sky um, and that in order to continue traveling across the sky, you had to make offerings to this god. So as I said previously, the Incan civilization is really going to be on a roller coaster ride as far as um, meeting success and then encountering their downfall. Uh, They don't stay powerful forever. So let's talk about what leads to the fall of the Incan Empire. Uh, Huayna Capac was an Incan ruler until the 1520s. When he died, he left behind um, two sons, Atahuapa and uh, Huascar. Um, when daddy died, these brothers fought over who was going to take the throne. Um, I'm sure you can relate to arguing with your siblings. Um, but this was more than just an argument. It turned into a civil war with um, Incan people taking different sides of the brothers. Atahuapa ultimately won And on his way to be crowned as king, they were attacked by Spanish conquistadors. Um, Led by a guy named Francisco Pizarro, uh, they capture Atahualpa. Atahuapa comes up with this plan that he can win his freedom if his Incan people will just fill a room full of gold and jewels to give to Pizarro. Um, And so the Incan people do this, but it proved unsuccessful um, because the Spanish conquistadors kill Atahuapa and still get all the riches while taking over the Incan Empire. And that is really um, the fall of the Incan Empire. That's all for this episode of Who Knew with Shushu, Thinka Like an Inca.